This is a recording of A Masterpiece on Resisting Our Impulses to Leave by Daniel Ortner, published in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint faith and scholarship, read by the author Daniel Ortner. A Masterpiece on Resisting Our Impulses to Leave, Daniel Ortner, review of S. Michael Wilcox, holding on Impulses to Leave and Strategies to Stay, Salt Lake City, Deseret Book, 2021, 128 pages, $11.99, paperback. Abstract. In his latest book, S. Michael Wilcox has written a masterpiece on grappling with doubts and overcoming our impulses to leave the church. Wilcox displays a refreshing degree of personal vulnerability and openness, deep empathy and compassion for the struggling, and concrete and memorable suggestions for successfully dealing with faith crises. These traits give this book a power that no other work published by Deseret Book on this topic can match. In the past decade, there have been many wonderful books directed at those who are struggling with doubts or who find themselves in a crisis of faith. Deseret Book has published several of these stellar titles from such notable authors as Patrick Mason, Bruce and Marie Hafen, and Terrell and Fiona Givens. Now they've published S. Michael Wilcox's Holding On, Impulses to Leave and Strategies to Stay, which deserves the same amount of attention and praise these illustrious forebearers received. Wilcox's book is somewhat unassuming. It is a slim 128-page volume. Its tone is devotional, yet conversational. Uh, Wilcox offers at least three things that together set this work apart from others I have read on the topic. First of all, Wilcox shows a degree of personal vulnerability and openness with his own personal faith struggles that is very refreshing. Second, Wilcox shows a great degree of empathy and compassion for those who struggle. Third, Wilcox offers in his compact volume many memorable and concrete tips for reframing and overcoming doubt. Personal Perspective on Faith Crises I remember vividly my first faith crisis. This is how Wilcox begins the first chapter of the book. He goes on to describe his teenage agony of being unable to gain a testimony of the Book of Mormon. This story sets the stage for other similar reflections throughout the book. Wilcox admits that he had to grapple with faith shakers, interrupting moments, and even individuals who desired to destroy my rejoicings. He emphasizes that these types of moments of struggle through doubt and darkness have, quote, happened more than once in my life, end quote, and that for him, this is an ongoing battle. Indeed, he notes his, quote, awareness that I will probably go to the grave facing the battlefront of personal faith's oppositions, end quote. Wilcox, a popular devotional speaker and the well-known author of many books published by Desert Book, is no stranger to sharing deeply personal experiences in his books. For instance, in 2011, Wilcox published Sunset on the Passing of Those We Love, a highly personal reflection on loss and mourning written shortly after the death of his wife, Laurie. And yet it is still somewhat jarring and deeply refreshing to hear an author in a Deseret book work on faith and doubt so openly and candidly discuss his own personal moments of doubt and uncertainty. Other works on faith crises published by Desert Book have lacked this personal element. For instance, Mason effectively relays stories of others 
unsettled in their faith, as do the Hafens. These works lack the personal touch of the author's own experience, grappling with doubts. And this type of personal reflection is largely outside of the scope of Givens's philosophical musings. Most memorably, Wilcox poignantly speaks of his own faith struggles connected to the death of his wife. Quote, when my wife, my beautiful Lori, died ten years ago, my path narrowed. Unease and hidden fears crept into my mind, troubling me when alone at night. All my hopes and happiness rested on the beliefs of my chosen religion and the path I had walked since childhood. They rested on temple ordinances, promises, and authority vested in a temple sealer. They rested on the assurances of life after death and an eternal family. Was there a Lori? Was she still mine? Did Joseph Smith teach revealed truth when he introduced celestial marriage? End quote. Later on, Wilcox returns to his relationship with Lori, emphasizing how his love for her and the power of their sealing provide a touch point for the faith he returns to in moments of doubt or struggle. Quote, I lay that sealing splendor on the scale. It alone, independent of any other weight, tips the scale down the side of staying, belief and faith. It was the supreme moment of my life, its summit, the best day to be alive. How can I leave that? If God gave me only this memory, I would have lived a fulfilled life, more than compensated for all the gratitude, services, and obedience I could offer in return. End quote. At other times, Wilcox openly discusses how he struggles with certain doctrines or events in church history, such as the priesthood ban and polygamy. For instance, Wilcox does not mince words, noting, for example, that he, quote, sincerely wishes that we didn't have this racial discrimination in church history and that we, quote, had continued on the more racially inclusive track Joseph Smith had started, end quote. But what is more, most refreshing about Wilcox's reflections on his own personal doubts is that he does not write as someone who inevitably overcame these doubts through his own personal strength and merits. To the contrary, Wilcox is very open to the possibility that each of these struggles may have ended differently for him. As an example, when discussing his teenage failure to learn if the Book of Mormon was true, Wilcox muses, quote, Had I been older, would things have turned out differently? Would I have followed the impulse to leave? End quote. Wilcox attributes his willingness to stay to the example of his mother, who had an, quote, abiding love of the book, end quote, which motivated him to, quote, return and receive the witness I desperately wanted, quote, end quote. Later, Wilcox describes his traumatic First Temple experience, from which he was left bewildered, frightened, confused, filled with doubt, and overpowered with anxiety. He notes with humility that, had I been older, more settled, and more secure in my own wisdom, perhaps the impulses to leave would have been strong enough at that moment to shift the essentials out of my center. What a world of fulfillment and joy I would have missed. Wilcox's willingness to share his own struggles is not incidental. Wilcox recognized that as that quote as we journey on the road of faith, we can take comfort in knowing that others face and have faced similar challenges. There is great value oh, end quote. There is great value to being led by a guide that has personally traversed the terrain. Wilcox's own personal struggles give the book depth and relatability. Empathy for those struggling. 
Wilcox couples his personal reminiscences with a profound sense of empathy and understanding for those who struggle. This empathy permeates every aspect of the book. For instance, Wilcox chooses to use the term, quote, impulses to leave rather than faith crises, because he notes that the word crisis can be a bit threatening, especially when questioning implies a lack of faith. Wilcox recognizes that many of the issues individuals struggle with in church history or doctrine are difficult and can, quote, wring the heart, end quote. He acknowledges that many who leave the church have done so with great inner turmoil, grief, and introspection. Wilcox, therefore, does not condemn those who doubt. On the contrary, he explains that, quote, questioning and facing doubt are doubts are not commend, condemn, condemnable wrongs. In the long run, they often bring greater conviction. Questions are often hammers that break the opaque windows of our lives to let in light. The very word question suggests a quest. We want it to be a good quest, so be a quest for truth and goodness. It is a search, and searching is something we are commanded to do. End quote. This combination of the author's humility and willingness to admit his own personal doubts and the charity and compassion he shows for those who struggle and doubt seems very basic, but its effect is nevertheless nothing short of revelatory. This combination of humility and empathy has the power to build bridges and destroy barriers. It is my hope that this will allow those who read this book to let down their guard and be touched by the powerful recommendations that Wilcox offers. Concrete Suggestions to Strengthen Faith One of Wilcox's strengths as a speaker and author is his ability to paint concrete and memorable images that powerfully teach gospel principles. This book is no exception. Wilcox offers several that remain etched in my mind. He asks us to imagine a deer or goat walking on a tiny ledge at the top of a tall mountain. In doing so, he urges us to, quote, hold on until the path widens, end quote. He uses the image of a brass antique balance scale to urge us to, quote, balance the scale, end quote, when we face doubt. He urges those struggling to, quote, remember the weights on the believing staying side, end quote. As the, quote, the touches of love, rays of glory, and words from the Savior, end quote. Wilcox then describes several of these positive weights, including the experiences and testimony of Joseph Smith, touches of love from God in the form of patriarchal and temple blessings, and powerful words of comfort and inspiration from the scriptures, among others. When balancing the scale, Wilcox further urges us to remove negative weights from the scale by, quote, celebrating the good and forgiving all the rest. He retells Hans Christian, Ander Hans Christian Andersen's story of the Snow Queen, which involves a magic mirror that showed all the worst and most negative aspects of the world. The fragments of that mirror were then shattered across the world, impacting our vision. Wilcox laments the, quote, tendency in human beings to see things through the mirror dust, focusing on negative qualities rather than positive, end quote. In contrast, God's mirror, quote, diminishes the ugly and the negative while enhancing the beauty, beautiful and positive, end quote. Wilcox urges us to, quote, draw strength from the chain, end quote, meaning that we should both draw courage from those who have come before us and left a legacy of faith, and also look forward to our dis descendants with the goal of leaving a legacy of faith and testimony. Chapter 6, Draw Strength from the Chain, was for me the most powerful and evocative. 
I especially loved Wilcox's description of going into the ceiling room of the temple and imagining past generations urging him to draw strength from us and pleading with him, don't break the chain. But true to form, Wilcox imagines these ancestors, quote, questioning, not with condemnation, not with judgment, but with gentleness, end quote. As a convert to the church, when I have personally experienced my own impulses to leave, envisioning my ancestors for whom I have been able to do temple work, cheering me on, is a very powerful motivator to stay and continue. In chapter 7, Center the Essentials, Wilcox first describes fortified churches built in Romania with a tight protective wall around them. Using this metaphor, he urges us to, quote, center the essentials, including faith, family, and, quote, the center of the center, which is, quote, the constant, deeply personal, open, pouring out, holding nothing back, communication with the Father, and the accompanying desire of doing only that which pleases him, end quote. This chapter was, in my opinion, the weakest of the book. The metaphor involving fortified churches felt like a bit of a thematic departure from the rest of the book. At times, this chapter felt like material for a separate talk, later molded to fit the theme of the book, rather than an organic outgrowth of what had come before. Despite this slight unevenness, there is much depth and wisdom in Wilcox's stories and the powerful images leave a lasting impression. He has, in short, written a masterpiece on faith and doubt. I could not recommend it more highly for either those who grapple with impulses to leave or those, or those of us who minister to or care about those who face such impulses. In other words, all of us. Daniel Ortner is a constitutional lawyer who specializes in the First Amendment. He joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints while an undergraduate. He comes from a Jewish background. He lives in the Sacramento area with his wife and three daughters. This has been a recording of A Masterpiece on Resisting Our Impulses to Leave by Daniel Ortner, published in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint Faith and Scholarship, volume 49, 2021, read by the author, Daniel Ortner. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged. The journal and its website are credited and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles can be found at journal.interpreterfoundation.org. More information about the Interpreter Foundation, along with a wide array of additional resources, can be found at interpreterfoundation.org.